Tulsa Talks listeners. We love Tulsa, and we know you do too. So does the Tulsa Regional Chamber. You might not realize it, but the Chamber is more than 100 years old, which more than makes it a Tulsa institution. They represent 2,000 member organizations and more than 175,000 area workers. As a business-driven leadership organization, their goal is to improve the quality of community life through the development of regional economic prosperity. What does that mean? It means their staff of 50 works hard every single day to attract, retain, and expand great businesses. They work to increase educational access and workforce skill levels. They advocate on behalf of their members at both the state and federal levels. They champion efforts to make our community more inviting and livable. And they promote our region as a vibrant tourist destination. To learn more about all that the Chamber does and to become a member, visit TulsaChamber.com. Welcome to Tulsa Talks, presented by Tulsa Regional Chamber. I'm your host, Tim Landis. I have been saying that line for four years, over 100 episodes. It's time for a break, y'all. I mean, it has been a long journey. I've covered so much. This podcast, when I started it in 2019, I inherited it from Anna Bennett, who did such a great job on the first season. I came in, got right to it. I interviewed Dr. Lee Goodson and Dr. Deborah Gist at TPS. Those were my first two interviews out the gate, if you remember. The third one, I believe it was the third, looking back on now. The third one was a life changer for me because I interviewed Jonna Hayes. It was our first conversation. We are now engaged to be married. She has been on the podcast a couple of times. We talked about navigating a pandemic and everything we'd witnessed through that time. Like I said, this podcast has been through a lot. I've been through a lot doing it. We've all been through a lot. And you all, I am so thankful for listeners. I mean, these episodes have gotten tens of thousands of plays, well over 50,000 plays. It's been exciting for me to get to know people and share their stories with you. But yeah, I mean, recently I switched over from digital editor to features editor in the spring. That has put more work on my plate in terms of magazine production. I oversee the feature well, as we call it, in the magazine. So the features you're seeing, including this issue, the international issue, those stories I helped oversee and work with our writers on. Uh, coming up, we have our performing arts and education issue, and then we get into the women's issue, which we're playing and got stories already going, and then we have the downtown issue that we already have stories being written for that in October, for October. So as you can see, we are very busy. Um, I love this podcast. I have had a great time doing it, but like I said, it's time for a break. It's time to take Tulsa Talks about town. As you know, if you're a regular listener, for a while now, we have been doing About Town episodes in between to share some things from the online coverage, uh, to share things about the magazine, add some little things. That's been going great. I actually have Blakely Freed, the host of that show, sitting right here across from me. Uh, Blakely, are you ready to go About Town? I am so ready to take Tulsa Talks About Town. I think that um, we kind of... it. 
it was kind of a surprise to us how popular About Town um, turned out to be, that our regular listeners were kind of wanting this intermittent content. We are going to change it up a little bit. Um, I think that we're going to extend the time, the time frame just a little bit to 10 to 15 minutes. And, but we're going to continue the coverage of the types of stories that are sort of dropping you in on the scene with um, with me and with other reporters from from Tulsa people. Yeah, Blakely has done a good job a couple of times recently. The Lucha Libre Elote Wrestling, she does a story on that back before Cinco de Mayo. She did something on Big Bite recently, uh, the big new uh, concert performance thing that happened as part of Tulsa Tough. Uh, so that's exciting that we get to continue doing stories like that. We have these stories sometimes that pop up between publications of the issues. Cause like I said, we are already writing for October. So when people reach out to us in mid August and say, Hey, can you do this story on us for October? It's too late. Like you have to reach out to us in the spring if you want. I mean, and that's just how it is. It's, it's, right. a, it's a crazy surreal thing. That said, we have done a darn good job of online coverage and trying to fill gaps in coverage that others can't do. Arts, culture, entertainment, uh, photo galleries, parades, all those things we continue to do. Uh, So the About Town podcast will continue to allow us to share that info with you in case you miss it because of the algorithms on social media or whatever. We won't be able to get that to you and present some of this stuff to you in a different package. Uh, I mean... Blakely, how much are you really enjoying? Like, because I, I, I'll say this: like when we first started this, watching Blakely record this, she was anxious, anx- you know, the yeah. nerves and everything. But but you changed, you grew into it. You've really like making cool theme music and everything. You've made it your own little thing, and it's it's been fun, right? It's been really fun, and I think that that's something that kind of just goes to show that you know if you when you try something new. Um, I mean, this is a form of journalism, but audio journalism is very different than the written word. And and even though reporting goes into both, you sort of are having to think about the story holistically in a different way when you're doing audio stuff. Because, for example, you know, when I'm now when I'm recording an interview, I am cognizant of the gnat sounds that are going on in the background and and uh, kind of wanting to, to immerse people into the experience, but also being aware that some of those sounds don't translate very well to to audio you know and so so it's been really fun experimenting with that and then um also yeah just getting a chance like you said to highlight content highlight events and people um doing really cool things that sometimes i think people are surprised to learn our production schedule sometimes yeah for sure you know that it, it is it's two two three months in advance um and which is also why you might not see one-off things that just popped up on your Instagram in our magazine because Mm -hmm. they just popped up on Instagram. But you might hear about them on About Town, so. And know that, like, we do take your story suggestions and your story pitches seriously. Uh, We can't do it immediately. Uh, If you email us and say, hey, we think so-and-so would be a great story in the magazine, and when we say we're going to discuss it and try to find a place to put it in, we mean that, and we are working toward it. And like I said, our issues have themes and different things, and so sometimes it's about placing things, or maybe we're building a bigger package of, you know, influential people in a certain industry or something where we want to do a feature on that so we want to combine all these things so just remember if you do send us story ideas we love them we need them we're always looking for fun exciting stories to share with you all uh when it comes to audio if you have a really great audio story idea that you think 
this needs to be what Tolson's here. Let us know. You can email Blakely at LingdonPublishing.com. You can email Tim at Lingdon Publishing. You can email contact us at LingdonPublishing.com. Share your story ideas. We are always open to them, and we're always looking for them. So um, I know there are some creative things out there we can do. And, and that said, I don't think that you can get rid of me in the podcast world. Um, I do need a break for a while from it, but I do want to come back and do some spots from you know here and there. And there's opportunities for Tulsa Talks to pop back up in special episodes. Uh, if we have a, a conversation with somebody important that we want to share, like Eva Unterman, the Holocaust survivor that we talked to last year, if something like that comes up, we might put it out as a special episode. So you want to stay subscribed to this channel. Just because Tulsa Talks is going away for a little bit, maybe forever, who knows, <laughs> About Town will be there and we will always have content coming for you on this channel as long as you all continue to listen to it. So please send us your story ideas, your suggestions and everything for what you want to hear there. Are you loving the Connie Cronley monthly column? Do you want to hear other stories be read to you so you don't have to read it? We've kicked those ideas around. So we're open to them. You can message us on social media, uh, anywhere. Just let us know. Yes. Blakely, I mean, I, you know, kind of tease it there. We've got a lot going on. What are some things that you're excited about that are coming up in town? Some things that are maybe happening on our Tulsa 10 that we do every week. Um, you know, we do have our Tulsa music listings as well. You can always view. But for you, what what are some things on your radar right now that you're kind of getting excited about? Um, so one thing on my radar. So we'll, let's first talk about music listings in Tulsa 10 because both of those things are things that um, – we we now actually have multiple people on the office in the office, um, including our intern Abby, um, sending and creating these documents that are um, sort of a one stop place to see where you can find music in Tulsa or where you can find something to do for free or for cheap in Tulsa, um, and. The music listings has been really fun to put together because I actually keep a spreadsheet that no one else sees, and my intention with that is um, I, at the end of the year, though it won't be perfect data, it will be generally accurate to show how many show how many live shows yeah. were at these venues in Tulsa, who was playing the most of the you know live shows. I'm now at um, I think I'm in the 4600s in the rows you know wow. if you the numbers all, along the left side so that's been really cool to just see um and the reason i brought all that up is because i've seen a huge explosion um sort of of a comeback in in tulsa's music scene and art scene and now to where in the summer um pre-pandemic there was something happening almost every day and we're back to that capacity i think so it's really exciting there's so much going on it's hard to keep up with honestly and so we need your help if there are regular shows that you don't see on our music listings let us know it's not going to upset us we're trying to keep up um, as you can imagine trying to obtain information on music venue shows happening across Tulsa is a challenge because they're subject to change all the time and the, it's a fluid situation but we try to do our best uh, so if you are a manager of a band, if you are a manager of a venue, if you're hosting music and we don't know about it at a place, let us know so we can include you. That can be a park. That can be a restaurant. If you have music there, let us know. We're happy to include that on our list. And it's free. I've had people ask me, how much does it cost to be on this list? Nothing. Nothing. So 
let us know. If your favorite act, if you are a super fan of Paul Benjamin and you know his schedule for the next month, send it to us. It helps us out. So, yeah, we continue to do stuff online. I have been doing a lot of Q&As and photo galleries with folks. Uh, that's been a lot of fun uh, to do those. I'm getting to grow in that area as well in photography and stuff. So I'm having a lot of fun there. So I really appreciate everyone who continues to read and listen to our content and continue sending us those ideas because we love being able to tell these stories. Definitely. I, I think something that I would like to know before we go is um, because you've been doing this now for multiple years, what are some of the standout interviews or some of the standout stories that you've been able to cover on Tulsa Talks? Oh, man, that's a good question. And it's loaded because, like I said, I've talked to over 100 people over the last four years, twice a month. I sit down and what you're basically hearing every time on those episodes, you were hearing a conversation that happened. Very rarely was it edited or cut or anything. It was more for if someone sneezed, coughed or something that happened. But what you heard was us just sitting down and having a conversation. So obviously, at the top of the list would be the episode with Jonna, because when we recorded that, that was literally, I had emailed and called her a couple of times like, hey, can you do this? Cool. Great. You're going out of town. I'll see you when you get back. Excited to finally sit down and talk with you. We had our very first conversation that we've ever had in depth was recorded, which is weird. I mean, that is so surreal and weird to me, and I had no clue. Um, I know that a few people listening to this episode will laugh, and they'll, they'll say, ha-ha, I knew when I heard it. They were vibing. <laughs> Whatever. Sure. Okay. But it was just a great conversation, and it, it took me a few months to get the ball rolling from there. But we got it going, and here we are now. But, I mean, obviously that episode is up there. Um, other episodes for me um, – Talking to Chef Lisa Beckland about her story was big because she came from Seattle to do Farm Bar, and she got very honest and open with me about mental health struggles in the restaurant world and everything. The same for Chef Ben Alexander at the McNally's Group. I know you're seeing a theme here or hearing a theme here of me talking about food people. Um, they always are near and dear to my heart. I've worked in the food industry for eight years of my life. I am obviously very closely connected to it today. So, you know, talking to these people means the world to me and hearing their stories. I just think it's fascinating. But that goes for other people, too. Paul Benjamin is one getting to hear his story and learn that he grew up in Inola. I grew up in Claremore. So knowing that he came from Little Inola, who he learned from and his story of playing music in Tulsa. That one was fun for me because I've been a fanboy of him for years. Same goes for Jeremy Charles. That episode, he's someone that has inspired and motivated and me for a decade now. So being able to sit down and share that with him, as you heard, if you listen to it, um, the things he is doing and things he's been doing since then with Pursuit Films and such. I mean, I can't wait to get back in touch with him again. But that one meant a lot to me. Um, one that was really fun and random was the Bells owners. Oh, yeah. We recorded that episode. I sat down with the father and son duo that opened and operated Bells. This is before the Broken Arrow stuff. Um, it was for a Father's Day episode, and we sat in this office during the pandemic, uh, just the three of us on a Saturday afternoon for hours talking, and to hear their story and see a father and son and that love and the thing they shared, it was something that was just, it was beautiful. Is one of our most played or the most played episode we've ever done. Um, and so that's definitely, it speaks to that. Um, it's unfortunate that we probably will never see Bell's theme park again. I know there's been a lot to hype and talk and such, uh, but to have that story and to be able to share that moment with them, uh, that's one of those I'll never forget. 
Um, another one that uh, Blakely was there for, um, Eva Unterman, who I mentioned earlier. She's a Holocaust survivor. Uh, she's a Tulsa Hall of Famer. I got to sit down and talk to her, and she gave me the full story about being a child in uh, death camps and surviving in the marches and living through all that, moving here, raising a family, you know, and, and then to be as actively aware as she is and conscious about the evolving climate and how weather is changing and the world is changing. She is still so passionate in the education of the Holocaust. I mean, for someone like me who has studied World War II history for most of my life, to be able to sit across from someone and hear those stories is, again, a moment I will I will never forget. I mean, it still brings emotions. Like, I can feel chills on my back right now talking about it because it's just one of those moments you don't realize how important it is maybe until after it's over and you've really taken time. Um, but, you know, all these episodes, I could just sit here and talk for hours about the fun conversations I've had with people um, because I love it. I love getting to know people. I love getting, having the opportunity to help them share their stories. Um, so it is a little bittersweet that this format's going away for now. Um, but I'm continuing to do it in the written form, which I believe in. And as Blakely knows, she and I have many passionate conversations about our love of journalism and of writing. And so I continue to double down on those things and provide that content out there because, you know, it's, it's a service journalism job and I enjoy doing it. Um, so, you know, don't be, don't be sad. If you are a big fan of this, I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, if you want to have a Tulsa Talks with me, we can sit down and have a chat. You know, if you're doing yes. something in this town that's interesting, let's have a coffee. I do a coffee with for the magazine every month. Um, you might be hearing some of those conversations down the road when, when it fits. So yeah, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say that that's definitely something that I want to, uh, the readers or, and listeners to understand is that. It's not necessarily that, that Tulsa Talks is going away, but more like we are saving the kind of uh, more long-form interview style audio for when there's really when it's really standing out apart from some of the other forms of storytelling. Um, because you know sometimes the way, the photos you take and the words you write can represent a story perfectly, and other times there's something from the sound of the story that actually happened that needs to needs to shine so yeah yeah and there are times like on the Tulsa Talks episode the most recent one I was able to repurpose interviews I had done with Brian J and Brie Mullen but like in the Brian J one I shared something in that audio that had nothing to do with the story I wrote online that I was able to share with y'all so hearing her talk about her experience at the Apollo Theater and such that's something that wasn't in print anywhere but you could hear her talk about that experience on stage which the written word wouldn't translate that as well. There are certain things that are, they just sound better when you hear them come from the person. So that's what excites me about About Town is that we can do those things and share those things. You know, we can work smarter and not harder for a little bit because we are we are working hard over here. Yeah. So uh, we recognize that. But again, I greatly appreciate uh, everyone who has listened to this podcast, those who have given me feedback along the way. I heard you. I am very thankful for the people who have moved here. I know that a tremendous amount of Tulsa remote people have been listening to this podcast because you've told me. You've told me that you've learned more about Tulsa from listening to Tulsa Talks. And that was the purpose of the mission of that podcast was to help you learn more about the people in our community who are making your food, who are playing the music, who are working in the police department, who are, you know, 
doing everything they're doing out there. You know, I tried to do a wide range of people. I tried to share perspectives from all walks of life in this town, from uh, from people who are, you know, getting government assistance to people who are wealthy. You've heard the spectrum of Tolson's on this podcast, and that makes me proud. Um, so I am a little sad to see this taking a long break, maybe forever. We'll see. But I am super excited to go about town and help out with Blakely and see where she takes it. So please hang with us. Tune in twice a month for About Town. Um, you're going to really love what you hear. I'm super excited about it. And we've got to keep Blakely making those cool little theme songs she does. Because <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite parts is what she comes up with next with the little segue music and everything. And now that we're going a little longer... I'm challenging her to come up with a couple more little be- sounds. Yes. Yeah, and that's actually something that I don't actually think I've ever mentioned in these episodes, but this, the theme song for About Town and the kind of intermittent things, you know, I'm, I use Apple Loops, but I also will record little things and stack them all together and kind of just see what fits the theme of the episode, and that's been actually one of my favorite parts of it. it. I love the journalism and I love the storytelling, but getting to kind of exercise my brain creatively in that way has been fun too, so... We'll see what we come up with. Yeah. So back when I started this podcast, or I took over the podcast, I should say, in August of uh, 2019, when the episodes launched, I had just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino movie, which I am still obsessively in love with. And when I recorded the intro, I ended it with a line from the legendary stuntman Cliff Booth, which feels appropriate to say again today to bring this all full circle. And away we go.